It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. Welcome to Wrecked Rankings. And if you like long walks on the beach and gazing up at the stars, this is the right show for you today. Right, Matt? I just got this weird goosebumps going up and down my arm from your inflection there. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm excited or terrified. Today. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's normal. But today we are talking about first date ideas. Because when you start to date somebody, before you can go steady with them, you always have to get through the the obstacle of the first date. I mean, unless you do like some sort of arranged marriage, I guess. That, 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 that is still true. does exist. Do, do, do you. But if you are into an open dating environment, it's something that comes up a lot as far as what the heck should we do for a first date? It's a, it's a very, you know, intimidating prospect, right? Like... You've already spent time, like, hopefully you've spent some time either, like, you know, getting to know someone briefly or having a few conversations or working up the courage to ask someone out. And now you're tasked with coming up with something fun <laughs> and exciting to do. This is true. Because it, it's, it's also the first impression you're making with this person. As far as, first impressions as far as, you know, an in-person, like, dating type experience. Dude, life is hard. And this episode's going to be fantastic because we're going to tell people... What are fantastic date ideas and what ones they should avoid like the plague? <laughs> I think before, I'll talk about my criteria, but first, I haven't taken a sip of this yet. I haven't I, I wanted. I want to talk about what we're drinking. So, uh, you know, uh, a first date idea that comes up is sometimes, you know, getting like uh, Mexican food margaritas or something, uh, you know, getting some drinks. Well, uh, today we're kind of cutting the middle here. We are drinking from Lakewood Brewing. In Garland, Texas, which is, I guess, just northeast it's Dallas. of Dallas. It's, it's Dallas, Texas. Dallas there. But anyways, they make the Muy Importante Nice, beer. nice. It's the Margarita Mexican Lager, which is a Mexican lager with agave, orange, lime, and sea salt. And so, per, per their advertisement, it's all the fun of a margarita with half the calories. So, it's, it's a weird cross between the two. I'm going to have a sip right now. Well, dude, I'm right, excited to me. enjoy this with okay, you. Cheers, cheers, sir. Let's, let's see. Let's see what this is about. That's not, not bad. <laughs> it's not It's not as crazy as I thought. It was a lot more subdued. Okay, so I definitely taste like the sea salt a little bit added. And, and kind of, yeah, the I guess the agave. I think it's the agave. I don't know, man. You know me. Like, I, I love sea salt and lime, obviously. Shiner, please bring that back this year. But this isn't bad. This isn't this, bad. I, I could drink this. Don't get me wrong. It's weird, but it's not a bad weird. I'm, I'm okay with this. This, okay. So, so I quite enjoy this. Okay, so th- this is a very interesting beer. I'll say that to to, to start off, but I, I think I can kind of dig it. See, I was fearing it was going to be like one of those Bud Light Limeritas. Those are super sugary and super strong. Like no, this, this is again. This this tastes like a beer still. Yeah, like it's definitely a beer. It's definitely just a beer. enhanced with other flavors, but it's like a sea salt lime beer. There it, might be a little agave. It, like it'd be. I I think I approve so far, but but yeah. So I guess um, uh, weird beer aside, um, I, I guess going into the way I took this prompt is okay. like you were saying. You've hopefully at least talked to this person a little bit. You know, maybe you initially met them like while you're out on a night out or something like you got somebody's, you know, number to bar. So like you may have met them in person once or more times before um, you, you may have had some kind of connection with them in, in person leading up to this. 
or you may have met them through an app or something like that. Mm -hmm. But basically, the overall gist I went with is that, you know, you have some knowledge about the person, but you've never really gone on a date with them or spent extensive one-on-one time with them. Um, that, that's kind of the, the scenario I kind of went with. The other thing I'm going to do, at least on my best list, is I'm leaving out dinner and coffee. And, and this is the reason why. It's because a lot of these date ideas that I'm going to bring up are often paired with either getting dinner before or after or getting coffee before or after something or maybe at the same time. So so for me, I'm going to kind of take that those are implied in whatever I'm doing. and not, I'm not going to choose those, in my case, as singular options, but rather focus on other types of activities that could either be paired with them um, in different ways or, or something like that. Um, but, but I think the other issue I'm going to run into here is I do have, you know, a five to one best list, but I think one of the, the themes is that which of these options are the best and maybe not even the ones I mentioned, it really depends on you and the other person and what your personal preferences are. Cause some of these could be terrible ideas depending on your personality profile, sure, sure. what you like, what the other person likes, or these could be great ideas. But so I think, I think it's going to be kind of, my, my list might end up being a little bit weird, but I'll, I'll try yeah. to describe my reasons as we go. So yeah, no, I mean my ba- my criteria was super basic, right? So like I envisioned you met on a dating app and you've been conversating, but you've never met the other person live before. Okay. So you're trying to find something again, fun, energetic, but again, this is the first time meetup. Uh, my list may have a little more comedy in it since I have the worst side of it, but, uh, I think it's going to be a fun time. Okay. So I guess in both of our scenarios, you've never really tested the chemistry with this person before. No, this is not like a a long lost friend or someone you've, you've hung out with for a long time. Okay. I think, I think that'll be good for us. All right. Who do you want me to go first? No, let me go first here. All right. So number five on the worst list, I guess you could interpret anything I say like slightly to fit your situation, but you should never take your first date to your nephew's t-ball game. Dude, that is really specific. It's super specific. Let's just say any any child like any sports league game where there's kids involved. Okay, one few things here that could creep someone out. Let's say that that could put a lot of pressure on someone theoretically. You're taking them to a place where kids are playing. So, like in, in the back of their mind, they could go, "Okay, is this does this person want kids? Do they have a kid? They didn't tell me about. Is this in violation of the restraining order? Absolutely. <laughs> you know." Um, two, I specifically chose T-ball because if you've ever sat through a T-ball game or umpired a T-ball game, it is the most abysmal experience ever. There is no defense played at all. The games are always like 35 to 30 and it just drags on and on until you hit the run rule every inning. Okay. Two, if they need to get a break and use the restroom from you, there's typically horrible facilities at all these like little league outposts, you know? Not very good facilities. And then the snacks could vary wildly. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to split something or you want to be cute and have a nice meal. What do you have? Some Sonic-esque cheese sticks, maybe? Or if it's like a t-ball game, you could be looking at a bag of Doritos and a Coke. Like, that could be the extent of what they have at the snack bar. Yeah, I mean, maybe the person that invited you snuck in a cooler with some tall boys. <laughs> you know, all of these things could be very alarming, right? So I just think you need to keep your wits about you if you agree to go to some sort of little league event with someone on your first date. Well, yeah, I think what what goes without saying too is that uh, 
it, it can be a little bit weird to bring somebody to a family event when you've never even spent one-on-one time with this person. Because if you're going to, like, in your scenario, to your nephew's game, yeah. in theory, your brother or sister or brother-in-law, sister-in-law, whatever it is, could be there. And, you know, so you, you kind of have, like, this weird forced interaction. Correct. Where you're introducing somebody that you don't even know. You don't know what their comfort level is. You don't know what what's going on there yet. And you're already kind of forcing them into this weird family interaction. Now, now hang on here. So yes, I'm glad you went there because like, you know, I wanted to try to have a positive outlook this episode, you know, so I thought of a few pros real quick. Okay. You know, there's the opportunity to make out under bleachers. (laughs) Like mid game or you're hanging out after the game. Either, either maybe junior (laughs) sucks and you just have to get away for a little bit. So you (laughs) make out also, Typically, there's the possibility of viewing other games that are happening at the same time. <laughs> so you're not limited. It's not like you go to an Astros game, and that is what it is. Typically, there's like four or five games happening. So you could go attend something better. You, you could heckle the umpire and show your willingness to stand up for what's right. Yeah. And like, you know, third, if you guys get bored, typically, you know, parents are super involved in the games. So there's a lot of opportunities to like break into cars and go hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> You know, so like there are pros, <laughs> but just be keep your wits about you. Okay, so so interesting <laughs> segue. Uh, yeah. My my number five on the best list is a sports game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, an actual sports okay, game. So before I dive into this, oh, I mean, T ball is a, technically an actual sports eh. game. Okay, well, we can debate that another time. But um, another thing that I'll note about my list, I guess, before we hop into it, is, you know, most of these things are going to be like kind of like public type stuff. Because yep. it's somebody, like we talked about, it's not something you're comfortable with necessarily. You've never really had that one-on-one connection with. Um, and, and so because of that, you're generally going to go some somewhere public, somewhere, you know, you know, where both people feel comfortable and hopefully at ease and safe, that, that kind of deal. But, but jumping into number five here, a uh, huge caveat is this only works if both people are interested in the given sport or are at least entertained by going to see them live. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully at this point you understand this person well enough to know this is a viable option. But I think this is where a sports game comes in. And so, you know, kind of like here, you know, baseball, basketball, football, hockey are kind of the big four sports that we have. But if you go to one of these things... You know, it, it can be kind of a, a cool environment because, for one, you, you know, one of the things you go on a first date you're worried about is awkwardness, like random silences or something. Like, maybe you go to dinner or something and, you know, there's just kind of like this weird lull in the conversation and you're not mm-hmm. sure how to fill it up. The beauty of, like, a sporting event is you go, there's always something happening in front of you, either during the actual, uh, you know, play going on or they'll have some kind of entertainment during breaks, intermissions, whatever it could be to where there's always some kind of conversation starter happening in front of you to where you you don't really necessarily run out of things to talk about that easy. You know, it kind of keeps both of you engaged and kind of going through, especially if there's a case where both of you are fans of a given sports team, you, you have something to bond over, talk about, you know, kind of talk about different experiences. And so, while you're having side conversations about each other and getting to know each other, you got other random conversations that could happen to fill up any awkward gaps or any any like I said any kind of weird blockages in the the first date. But, but yeah, so apart from like I said, the caveat is both people have to be into it, and so you got to know that it's something that that person's cool with. 
but I think it can be something that, that works out pretty well in a first date setting. I don't know, man. So, like, I'm going to poo-poo this idea a little bit. Cool. So, so here, here's why. So, one, it is a money investment, typically, right? Especially if you're the one that invited the other person out. you got to pay for tickets. You have to either pick them up or you both have to pay for parking of some sort. Unless you live in the city, but you're still paying for, like, an Uber, cab, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, food and beverage is very expensive. Unless you're going to, like, some sort of minor league game, which those can be very fun. So, if you're in Houston... The Sugarland Skeeters, actually, yeah, that's actually a very fun time. But anyways, but like Astros games, everything's super expensive. Um, but also, sometimes you can't hear the person next to you. So like, you, again, it's your first date. So like, you want to get to know them more, but sometimes mm. you can't. Or like, sometimes like you know, you may have been misheard, and you may have said something that just the other person didn't hear properly, and could come across as rude or offensive. Um. So no, and then you know. Certain things aren't comfortable. Certain stadiums are better than others. But, like, we know some are, like, the seating is not very great. Um, it just It's too tight or there's no cup holders. I don't know why I'm big on cup holders. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, no, I think some of those points are, are valid. I would say about the noise level, that is something to consider. Um, either when you're going to the square event, kind of knowing generally what that noise level, if you're worried about the ability to communicate when you're sitting next to each other. Um, otherwise, even in some of the louder places... It can sometimes work where, you know, during the flow of action, you know, it is louder and you're both kind of focused on that for the time being. But then kind of during, you know, like a timeout or something or when things slow down is kind of when you find those opportunities to, you know, like have a small conversation or something like that. Or mm-hmm. kind of have a little bit of back and forth with the person. So that, that, that is definitely something to be conscious of when you're making a choice about what sporting event to go to. I agree wholeheartedly on the cost thing, though. If the date works out, all those things you mentioned, isn't that nothing if you're investing in the rest of your life and you're finding the person that you're going to end up with forever. All I'm saying is this. Okay. So if you're, this is the first impression you're making the side of your face better be very good looking because you're, you're not staring at them head on, right? Some people have good angles. Okay. And you know, like Nathan, your face is very shapely. So like, who says you're not going to be staring at them the whole time? You're not. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just, joking. just joking completely. <laughs> but I'm just saying you got, you got to be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah no uh, but yeah like I said it it's not for everyone no nope. like I said the, the the biggest thing is with any of these dates making sure it's something that works for your particular situation but I think it can work out pretty great just depending okay so number four on the worst date list chilies okay so chilies right common probably one of the most popular chain restaurants there there is out there. You know, when when I was a kid, I thought that Chili's was fancy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we'd go out like once in a blue moon, and there you are. And it still may be if you're a teenager. You know, like, you know, a lot of teenagers think that, like, we used to think Olive Garden was like a date place, right? Now it's like we probably probably wouldn't go to Olive Garden on our own accord. Chili's falls under that same territory. So let's say you went out on a, a Friday night. What's going to happen is you're going to be stuck waiting in line. Which I hate waiting in lines, but also you're gonna be stuck with a bunch of families. So like you know, you want to get to know somebody, and you want to be—I don't know why—you want to be like in this more adult kind of setting. But uh-huh. it's hard to be, especially you know, because you're going out probably at night. Even if you're going out during lunch, sometimes you get a couple of like weird business tables or weird like older people hanging out. I like how focused you are on the Chili's environment right now, dude. I really <laughs> am. Okay, just just let me roll with this. All okay. right, so. 
again, it's not that cool hipster vibe, all right, that you kind of want. <laughs> you want a young person's vibe, right? And then, like, too, like, the food's not very specific. So it comes across that you are not a very <laughs> cultured person. <laughs> like, if you pick the most generic, broad-ranging menu, you know, it, what does that say about you and your taste buds, right? That you're open to all things. Does it? Is that what that says? You getting the chips and salsa from the chilies? <laughs> or your jalapeno poppers? <laughs> also, depending on who you're dating, you know, I'm all for value. I'm all for saving. I'm all for frugality. But like any of like the two for 20 menus and stuff like that, I don't know if the first date is the date to bust those out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They, the other person, the other person if, if they fit that personality, they might take it amazingly. But a lot of people are going to go... Oh, this cheap guy over here just wanting to... Well, also just from like a menu choice, uh, usually with deals like that, uh, whether it's you somewhere else, it, it limits the menu options you have available. Yeah. And so you kind of pigeonhole the person into a certain amount of entrees or something. And if those aren't in their wheelhouse necessarily, it can kind of go over negatively. Not necessarily even from the financial perspective, but just from you know having their choice limited because maybe they hate all but a couple things on the menu at Chili's. Yeah. And you've tried to force them into this deal where they're choosing out of the items that they definitely do not like. And they would much rather, especially if they're paying for themselves, or if they were to pay for themselves, would much rather pay a little bit extra to have, you know, a meal that they actually want to eat as opposed to yeah. something they're forced to. Correct. So I, I, there are much better choices. Even if you had to choose a chain restaurant, there's better options. The only thing, two things I'll say, apparently they have good margaritas. So, you know, that could be something for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of them do, if you sit close, closer to the sports, the bar area, a lot of them do have sports on TV or something. So that could be something you bond over or use that as an escape. That's about it. Yeah. No, I I, I don't disagree. I, I personally do. I like chilies, actually, and eating at chilies, but I, I don't think it would be something I would come up, especially on like a first date uh, topic. So, yeah, I can I can definitely get your point of view there. But uh, hopping them four on my list... Um, Kind of a, a different flavor than, than my number five of the sports game is going to a museum. So this is a, a somewhat of a similar concept, but for different, you know, personality matches mm-hmm. to where maybe you go to a museum that you've both never gone to or you have gone to, haven't been there in a while. Something that, you know, you guys would both kind of be interested in. And as far as how the date goes, like say it's like a science museum or something you're able to go, you maybe get coffee beforehand or, you know, you go in, what have you, kind of get introduced. But then, you know, when you go into the exhibits, it's one of those dates that's kind of free flowing to where you can look at things together. You can kind of, you know, walk around a little bit independently every so often and kind of reconnect. You know, you, there's all kinds of conversation pieces throughout the museum that y'all can talk about together. So once you count the sports game, there's always something around you that you can kind of talk about and kind of you know, have things to try and communicate around and see if, like, from a communication perspective, are we kind of hitting it off? Do we have, you know, some kind of compatibility as far as how we talk about things? So I think I think there's a lot going on at a museum, especially if it's a topic that you guys at least have some mild interest in or greater than that, even more so. It, it works better, but that way, it, once again, it doesn't rely on you completely just generating topics out of thin air and you can kind of keep the conversations light for a first date. Um, especially if you're talking, if you're not, you know, grilling somebody about their personal life or something like that. Um, so I, I think, I think this idea works similar to the sports game, but a different way. Um, I would say the noise is definitely quieter. So that wouldn't be uh, something you're as worried about. It would definitely be more cost effective too than, 
going to a yeah. sports game as well. Yeah, so I was going to say, you're hitting on some of my points. So again, it is more frugal. It is typically yeah. more bang for your buck. Uh, you can actually have a conversation and walk at the same time. Um, you, you can show your fun side a little more, whether it's you just, you know, interpreting exhibits and things that you guys are seeing. You know, you can be a little funny. Like, you're, you're, like you're, you know, you're a smart aleck. <laughs> you, make, you like to make puns. I'm sure that's probably happened with your wife at some point over the different museums. Uh, but museums come in all shapes and forms. So, like, I think on my third date with my wife, we all, we went to a few museums, but, like, one of those was the Holocaust Museum, which it was a very sobering experience. But it bonded great. I don't know if I would say that for the first date. So, like, it was a dark experience, but it still... It was, it was it was enriching. It was still, it was a, it was a human bonding but, correct, moment, but okay. in a different yeah. way. Um, I, I could see that. That I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and then you know you missed the best part. At the end of the day, depending on what y'all bonded over most, there's always a gift shop. The gift shop, dude. You can always buy something cool at the gift shop. I think the Natural Like Science Museum always had the best gift shop. That I mean, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Usually, the science museums in any city always kind of have the best gift shops. Second would probably be zoos if you go do like a zoo or something, um, kind of in that same vein. But but yeah, I you know think, what? I didn't think of zoos, you, but the the zoo in Houston now sells beer. That's another. That's thing. That's what I was saying. Like, so I kind of include zoos while I'm saying museums. I kind of include that similar. Um, the only thing is sometimes the zoos can kind of smell, uh, <laughs> or they can be extremely hot. But if, if you smell, you could put that off on the animal. But. <laughs> But but I would say, uh, see, so yeah, the zoos can be a little bit more finicky with depending on what city you're in and what the, the the forecast is for the day. They can be a little bit more finicky. But yeah, I would say for some of the reasons we talked about, that's why you know I, I kind of give the museum the nudge over the sporting event, like because considering the personality differences aside, I mean it's a little bit more workable for a date than a sporting event would be. But but yeah, that's that's how it ended up there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um... So number three on my worst date list, or worst first date list, um, it won't take as long to explain as museums, but I'm going to go with escape rooms. So <laughs> this is something that's really picked up in popularity over the last, like, what, three or four years, really? But I don't feel that it's really conducive to a first date. So again, in our scenario, you really haven't interacted with that person before. So there'd be nothing worse than spending your hard-earned money to try to figure out these puzzles and then realize that the person you're matched up with is a complete idiot. <laughs> so like they're bad at puzzles and they're so just hate bad. Them. They're bad at puzzles. And like, you know, we are both generally competitive people. So like if we fail, like, yeah, we may be able to fake it on the outside, but we are dying on the inside. Well, also, I mean, I mean, before you continue, the awkward thing that comes up for me with this idea is... Usually most escape rooms require at least, like, four people, right? Sure. Like, there's usually, like, some kind of minimum yep. to where either you need to have other people that you have no idea who they are. Correct. Or you got to work in your friend group and create awkwardness there. Or, yeah, you like I said, you end up see, with a room where it's only you two, but you really need more people to have any chance of getting this done. So well, like, see, so here's, here's no I'm glad you said that. So what I thought was is that you get matched up with, like, another random couple. Or something, which also plays into my point because now you look like an idiot in front of the other couple you just met. <laughs> so, oh, so you want to impress the other couple that you're in the room na- with? Naturally, you do. You may not really, you may not like, you know, really care, but like, you know, you always want to present well, right? Like, you don't want to be the team. You don't want to be the half of the team that failed. You don't want to be the re- you don't want to be the 
the anchor that didn't allow your ship to leave port. I guess exploring the other option that I threw out there. So, like, one of the other alternatives, like like I said, is apart from being mixed up with strangers, the, the way you could organize it is you're basically bringing your date along for a group date with your friends. Where yeah. you've got, you know, say it's like an escape room that's requ- the requirements, like maybe like six to eight people. So you mix in other people with your friends. So you bring your, your date along. And that person is, I guess... Most likely the way it's going to play out is they'll kind of be like a back wheel. They'll kind of just see how you all are interacting together and possibly yelling at each other and all that kind yep. of stuff. And pro- probably not insert themselves too much unless they are more of the boulder type and feel comfortable. But I would say, how would you perceive how would you perceive that as a strategy for this date? Would that be worse in your opinion? See, it kind of depends on your friend group, doesn't it? So, <laughs> you know, because like you don't want the person to feel... Obviously, like, they're the, the sixth, seventh, eighth wheel or whatever it is, you know. So, I guess it depends. I mean, I guess some people like people watching more. But, like, yeah. that's not your goal of the first date. I mean, the goal of the first date is to get to know somebody. Uh, yeah. I guess the strategy there is you kind of have to break off with your date and kind of... Y'all become, like, a two-person bond and you kind Doing of work a on portion different... portion of it. Yeah, like, yeah. you kind of work on specific things together. Yeah. So that they still feel involved, but... Yeah, I would definitely say this probably wouldn't be the first idea to have for a, a first uh, date, especially because you know some escape rooms can lead to arguments and things like that. It just doesn't doesn't seem like the the most low tension way to start out a relationship. Fair but, enough. But yeah, no, uh, I'm cool with you there. Um, so so number three on my list is kind of uh, a weird one, and there are some restrictions on this. But here I have going on a picnic. And so this is if you're kind of committed to only wanting to do like a meal or something like kind of, you know, having kind of some limited date, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of first dates can be set up to where it's like limited time frames that both of you can kind of get together and have some interactions to where, you know, you kind of get a feel for each other. You're not there for an extended period of time. So there's less of a chance of it getting awkward since it's only the first time you guys have met. Um so, so this choice kind of feeds into that. If you want to do something, you know, that, that pertains to a meal. So like I said, I wasn't going to do like dinner or coffee specifically. So this is kind of a spinoff uh, of those. Mm-hmm. But say if the weather is nice in your city and you kind of got like a public park where you can kind of go do a picnic where basically you either pick up food somewhere and, you know, eat it or, or do something like that. Or you, you make food if you want to be impressive as long as you're cool with what you're making is going to be acceptable to them. Um, but, but yeah, ultimately you go to, yeah, that public spot and you sit there, you eat and kind of for the entertainment value, there, there's the people watching aspect of it. Like if you're in a big public park, you know, there's things going on around you, stuff to talk about, look at, do kind of stuff to where you're not necessarily sitting in like a table booth yes. staring at each other constantly. It, it adds a little bit unique stuff so that once again, if there's a lull in the conversation, there's, other things to point at or, or look at that, that you can kind of bond over, things like that. So it's kind of a little bit of a nuance to the dinner concept. Um, this is a bold move. It, it is bold. And once with all the other things, it, it really depends on w- what kind of personalities you have. Because this could be a terrible idea, depending on who you are and what you like. And, and like I said, it, it, there's even other elements that require this to work, like the weather and so forth. But... If it works out, it could be really, really great. But if it doesn't, obviously, like any other first date, it could be a disaster. Yeah, so like you totally have to be the planner in this scenario, right? Like you have to drive. You know, you have to pick out everything. 
Which again, you can be creative. You could go simple. You could go sandwiches. You could go more like charcuterie board and like wine or something. You could, yeah, pack a blanket. I mean, I think like an easy way to do it would be like, hey, meet me at. We'll, we'll meet up at the park at this time. I'll basically bring the food and a blanket, so like you could, you know, make a stop to you know stop at whatever restaurant it is or whatever it is that you want to do. Like whether you're doing a full meal or you had just some, you know, after yeah, like you can do a charcuterie board if you just want to do like a quick kind of more relaxed type of date. Um, you can do that. So you basically make a stop on your way there to whatever your meeting time at this park or what have you. And so it, it, you could kind of plan it in a pretty easy shot. Um, but yeah, it, and it kind of goes pretty, it's a pretty simple concept, but it, it can work out really well. Or like I said, if it's not planned well or the weather's terrible, I mean, it can go bad pretty quick. <laughs> that's yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's one of those ones that's got potential, but it, it just, would, if, it, if it's pulled off, you're totally memorable. Yes. For sure. Good job. Uh, so let's go to number two on the worst list. Running any kind of race or marathon. <laughs> so there are athletic people out there, and hopefully you vetted this out beforehand, right? <laughs> but, like, inviting someone to, like, run a race together, run any kind of, you know, even, like, Tough Mudders and things like that, right? So, like, any kind of athletic adventure so like if you've never met this person in real life you don't know what their pace is so like matching that up is going to be like syncing up is going to be incredibly difficult two the first time you're seeing this person you're getting super sweaty so like that could play very poorly depending on your own personal you know perspiration rate (laughs) i don't know the right way to say that also, you, you know, it's, you can't really have a conversation. You can't really get to know someone. Um, and if that person's super competitive and like either you're beating them and they feel bad about that or they feel bad about having to keep up with you, you know, there's this weird dynamics at play. And I just think, I think I, I don't see really any benefits of this, any sort of like athletic contest, triathlon, marathon running any kind of fundraiser race, any of that as a first date option. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with any of this. I mean, I think it's a terrible idea for a first date in every, every sense of the word. If you're going to like a competition of some sort, especially like you're doing like a formal race just because yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not conducive to having a conversation. You don't know each other. Cause yeah, I think as far as like doing any kind of like physical activity, as far as a date idea, I think it's, it works best, you know, after you've kind of, met up a couple times that you kind of understand like even if you want to go to like a casual run in the park together like as one of your earlier dates it's much easier if you've been on a couple dates you've talked to them and you kind of have an idea for how fast they like to run or things like that or you kind of know whether you would be holding them back or or vice versa so that you know how it kind of play out a bit so yeah I I think it's a yeah it's pretty straightforward but I think it's a bad idea yeah (laughs) simple um so kind of on not an altogether unfamiliar note to that, but for number two, I have kind of the traditional like going for a walk or, or like a you know like a mild hike together kind of deal, like kind of just going into the other concept of you know having kind of like a quick first date where as long as you have to get to know the person, but you know not not like super extensive to where both of them can kind of feel for each other and you know figure out where they want to go from there afterwards. Um, so, I mean, pretty easy. So kind of like, you know, with the concept of like, 
getting a coffee, for example, you could go grab coffee and then go do a walk around like a big, you know, public park or, you know, walking trail or something like that. Something where, you know, you're going around, you're, you're walking through some form of scenery and you kind of got things to look at and point out as you're going, but also you're kind of moving. So you kind of got like this constant activity going, um, to kind of, you know, easing up some of the tension. I mean, and obviously during the meantime, you're kind of getting to know each other, asking questions about each other, kind of feeling each other out. Um, but yes, I guess it's one of the more traditional options for, for a first date. Um, but it's nothing, nothing fancy, but it gets the job done as far as creating a nice constant setting where you can kind of, you know, talk to person, see if you're compatible. And like I said, there'll be some conversation topics that come out based on just what you're walking past, things like that. So I think it's, it's uh, kind of the old reliable as far as first dates go. Yeah. So yeah, really, you know, this is fantastic. And that again, you can take things literally at your own pace. Um, also, if you guys are pet lovers, it's a good opportunity to like, you know, walk a dog or something while you're out there. And that's another conversation piece that, that you could bond over. Um, you're utilizing nature. Uh, whether you have a really awesome park, whether it's just walking around a neighborhood. I know, like, myself and my wife, we like to judge other people's houses. So, like, you know, <laughs> so, you know things like that. L- little things like that. Yeah, again, I think it's, it's a fantastic idea. Um, you know, there's really no barrier to entry. So no matter who you are, you, you can pull this off. Like, you know, there's no requirements beforehand. Um, and again, it, it's one of those great things that could lead to something else even after you're done. You know, if it goes well, maybe you go out for a coffee or something else like that. But if it doesn't, then you know what? You didn't really lose much. Yeah. I mean, and kind of the last point you made kind of works for a lot of these. So kind of like with this one and, and like the picnic I said, they're more, you know, generally short time uh, devoted dates. But, but with either of those or even the other dates, I mean, there's always a chance to go out, Hey, you know, this is going really well. You want to go out for a drink or something and kind of, you know, see how things are going from there to go, you know, grab, grab some food or something like there's potential for these to continue if things are going extremely well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as long as you're not like sweating or something like running a race in the other, the other one, as long as it's feasible for both people, it, it kind of works out pretty well because with these dates, you've kind of been together long enough to know if you feel comfortable with the other person. It kind of kind of works out, you know. Yeah. So I, I would say it, it it gets the job done is the easiest way to say it. Okay. Uh, so number one on my worst list. So this is like especially if you're like some sort of like aspiring anything, whether it's like a comedian, a musician, an artist. So like what I'm really focusing on is inviting your first date to your amateur comedy show, your amateur musical event. <laughs> Anything like that. This is a very dangerous play. It's a very high stakes play, right? So like you have confidence. You've been talking to this person. You invite them to see you in action. Which presents its challenges, right? Because obviously the point typically of a first date is to get to know one another. And they are going to get to know you. But in this very confined space, right? So you don't get all that conversation time. So either they're alone or they're like with a group of your friends or family or something. So it's already kind of awkward. Two, you have to pull this off. And they have to have the same taste that you have. Right? Mm -hmm. So you can't be like me telling dad jokes up there and expect something fantastic to materialize. Um, It's You're going to be worried the whole time. So like if you are the artist one, 
you're going to be pressured in the back of your mind. You're going to have this thought like, oh my God, I really have to impress this person. Um, instead of just letting it, you know, things naturally happen however they would. So it's very risky from, you know, a, a pulling it off with your personality wise, but also making them think like, if this is what they're doing for a living or with their free time, <laughs> this is all, this is what they pour their heart and soul into. Is there really a future here? So I just don't see the upside for it. Yeah, it can also be really cringy if it doesn't go for the other person if it doesn't go yep. well. So I, yeah, this is all around bad idea. I, I think you really covered the negatives here. It's I, I think that something like you know introducing your hobbies and stuff should kind of come secondary to the date and yeah. not necessarily be the focus of your first date for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. Okay. But then going to to number one on my list, this might come out of left field a little bit. But I have uh, arcade. But like what I'm getting at is kind of like a, you know, maybe like a Dave and Buster's type place where, hear me out on this. The the concept that I have when I'm thinking about this is, once again, you've you've kind of met this person, you've talked to them, and you kind of have an idea for what they like. But I mean, going into any first date, you don't know what the pacing of it's going to be like. If there's going to be you know ups and downs to kind of the feels and stuff, or you know where you maybe would like to slow down, yeah. or speed up, do something different, like. Say you go to a place like Dave and Buster's, the beauty of it is one, it's not that serious of a place, like it's it's pretty open and, and comfortable, but there's all kinds of options available to where you, you can, depending on how things are going, you know, speed up or slow down because obviously there's arcade games you can go bond over or work together to try and do something. Like if you both have some kind of competitive element, I guess that that's great too. You could, you know, challenge each other to basketball or things like that. Whatever you have in kind of like a normal arcade and kind of just, you know, have fun, just like be, be more relaxed. But then also like, you know, a place like that also has like a bar area to where you could settle down, you know, have a drink, have some conversation or, or the reverse of that. Like, say, if you're sitting at the bar and be like, hey, things are, you know, getting a little bit too quiet or something be like, hey, let's go have some fun. Transition back over to the arcade. I mean, usually these places have, you know, like apart from just a bar, like a restaurant setting, if you do want to have a meal together. I mean, they'll have like a bowling alley in a lot of these places and mm-hmm. stuff too. So if that's an activity you're into, like there's all different kinds of pacing. And when you get there, you're not necessarily committed to one or the other. So if the date is going differently than you expect it to, there's different ways to shake it up and kind of keep things moving and keep things from either A, getting awkward or you know, B, getting boring or something like that. There's always ways to kind of keep things flowing so where there's not a constant pressure on the two people to, you know, be constantly, you know, entertaining the other and, and vice versa, where you can be more relaxed and at ease and just kind of see if you enjoy being in the other person's company, I guess. No, I mean, generally, uh, I find it hard to knock this one, um, especially, like, you and I both love competitive, like, arcade-style games. <laughs> So I think naturally we kind of lean that way. They always typically have sports or something on TV. They have good bar food. So like, it really is like the perfect first date place. I guess if I was trying to knock it, like sometimes you can get like obnoxious groups of like young people in there. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or people who like, again, I know most of those places, I know like Dave and Buster's, I think after a certain time you have to be 18. I want to say... That I'm not as familiar. I, th- I think you are. Places like main event or something, you don't, and that's more dangerous. But uh, no, like Dave and Buster's, I think at a certain point you had to be an adult, but still, you can get obnoxious people. Yeah. We're getting older. 
but and and yeah, once again to to beat the dead horse. I mean, it has to be an idea both of you guys are into, mm-hmm. and like I said, you, you even if you're both into it, I mean, it's good to kind of read the room with the arcade games because yeah, some of them are like you versus them type of games, but then there's others that are cooperative. There's different types of games where you know maybe one person can play and the other person encourages them that kind of thing. Like there's on the arcade piece specifically, there's different approaches you could take to that, and I think it's important to know who your audience is. Um, as far as the date goes, but yeah, yeah, it's just something where it's a universal date where if you're not sure how this date's going to go, it gives you all kinds of options. And I think that's, that's how it ended up here. Cause a lot of the other dates I mentioned, you don't necessarily have an option to kind of change the nature of the date on a whim. That that's something that something like a, a Dave and Buster's would give you that you can't get with some of the other first date options. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the list. That's it. Yeah. Do you uh, have any, uh, that you thought should have made my worst list? Um, so one I had on there was uh, going to the movies, but but specifically, you know, it's like the process of the movie itself because you can't really talk to the other person doing it, during it, um, at least not without being yelled at by other people in the movie theater yep. or the staff. Um, I would say the one benefit to that is, say if you do dinner in a movie, if you kind of have dinner with somebody and you kind of get to know them a little bit, and then you go to watch a, a movie after. During the course of the movie, it kind of gives you some time to think on the things you talked about at dinner. And then after the movie, on the way back, you kind of have some good conversations to have. But then you didn't get, you didn't get to enjoy the movie. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the point is, though, I guess your, your main focus is the first day <gasps> and getting to know the other Nathan. person. So that, that takes priority over the movie itself. Okay. But, but it kind of gives you like a respite in, you know, after the dinner portion of the day to where you can kind of think on how you think things are going, things you may want to talk to the person about, or like interesting things you think they might be interested in based on what they've told you. So I think I think it has potential to work in a lot of ways. I think maybe that's part of the reason it's always been such like a... I guess like, you know, dinner and movies always like the stereotypical date. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I had in that same frame, that same like environment is, is uh, Netflix... One, because Netflix requires somebody to go to one place or, or the other. And if you're not comfortable with the other person yet or vice versa, it's not always the best idea. Mm-hmm. But also, if you go to Netflix, who wants to start out a relationship or a potential relationship with arguing over what to watch? <laughs> it's like... You don't ever decide. If you haven't, if you haven't figured it out b- beforehand, you're, you're going to end up arguing about it. Or one person's going to cave to the other demands and feel left out because they're watching something they don't want to watch. So it's either you got to have a really awkward conversation or you got to have, you know, you know, one person submit to the other. And that's awkward, too. Unless you all, like, specifically worked out beforehand. Oh, you've never seen this? Do you want to see it kind of deal? Like, yeah. Something where you've clearly gotten intention there. Um, I think that can be super weird to do. Um, but yeah, that, those are really the only ones I had had because I guess kind of with the theme of what I was talking about, you know, it really depends if there's something y'all both enjoy doing that kind of works as a first date, I can kind of get it. You know, there's not, I guess the, the rule, the rule here is that there's really no rule. It's just whatever, wherever y'all both feel comfortable and are happy and able to talk to each other, get to know each other. Yeah. But yeah, I guess how about you, for the, uh, dishonorable mentions, is there any that you had? Uh, just a couple real quick. Uh, cooking a meal together. So a lot of people think that like cooking together is romantic. I find it incredibly annoying. Just get out of my way. Okay? Like people get in each other's way and then like you argue over like who's doing what portion of the cooking. And then like some people, depending, if you, if you don't know them well enough, like some people like 
certain types of seasoning or certain like heaviness of certain seasonings versus others. <laughs> and then like you, you, you don't know who's like whipping out the dishes and who's washing the dishes and what's going on here. It it's it's frantic. It's too frantic because a lot of times people choose like complex dishes. So don't do that. Okay. Um, also, that's also, like the escape room too, where it's like somebody's like in charge of the other person, and like somebody's got to take charge at some point and go through it, and can get really awkward with the power dynamics in the kitchen. Yeah. All right. Um, also, don't you know uh, taking someone to like your friend's birthday party <laughs> is a terrible idea. Uh, don't do that. They don't know anybody there. Okay. So what are you hoping to accomplish? Okay, you're going to have all these friends judging this person that you're bringing. They're not going to feel welcomed. And that's just a recipe for a disaster. And, and, and especially if, if they've never met you before, they may, and they don't really, or like I said, they may have met you in, in some capacity, either online or something like that. But they may base their first impressions of you based off how things are going at that party. Whether it's fair or not, they may subconsciously do it. So it, it, it's kind of hard to start off with that interaction, especially if it's something where like people are like inebriated or something and may not even be acting in their normal capacity. Yeah. I, I think that can be a really risky move. For sure. Uh, last one, uh, funeral. Don't take someone to a funeral. <laughs> what? Well, you know, like someone just died, so you want to start something new, you know? Like, what? Maybe your wife just died and you're ready to start a new relationship. Okay, fine. Add Denny's to my list. Don't take somebody to Denny's. That's wait, wait. Why? <laughs> Did you ever see that metal concert that was in the Denny's? Yeah, no, I, I saw that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that was fantastic. Wasn't because like the Denny's was like going out of business or something? You know, I don't even yeah. want to know why anymore. But uh, but yeah, uh, don't take somebody to a concert at Denny's either. Is that is that fair to say? No, no, no. That's not. That was fantastic. Okay, so what I'll say is. Do you have any more dishonorable mentions? No, I don't. Okay. Well, in the honorable mentions, I don't really have anything. Because, um, like, when I was going to this, was it, since it's so variable depending on who the people involved are, there's nothing specifically that I thought about putting on this list that wasn't on there because I'm kind of, like I said, I'm somewhat indifferent just because I understand different things work for different people. So I didn't rule anything out, really. And it really had nothing that I thought should have for sure been on there. Okay, so I'll, I'll kick it to you. Then. Uh, the only two I was going to mention on your list was like some sort of, sort of like community like dance class or something. Mm-hmm. I think that could be very fun. Imagine you go to like a salsa dancing class or something. It's like something you mm-hmm. both have not done before. You know, trying to learn a new skill together. I so think it's equally be... awkward for that person. Okay. Plus, like there is little lulls and things, and again, you can both hopefully laugh at each other. Hopefully, no one's like super uptight and gets really pissy about it. Um, but at the end of the day, you both have kind of like a feeling of accomplishment if you've improved. Okay. Yes. And the last one, mini golf. I just love golf. And I think mini golf is the personification of a first date. I, there's fun. There's amusement. There's competition. Yeah. So I love mini golf. And the only, so like I, I basically kind of had the arcade one, which kind of, I, I felt like went into kind of that, that area of first date ideas. Okay. But I, I do love mini golf. Like I would like kind of like the same things I said about the arcade one. I, I think, yeah, mini golf could easily be put in into there as well, especially because there's a lot of places too that incorporate mini golf as well as other things. Like they have a mini golf course, but they also have other things you can do. Yeah. So once again, you can shake up the date a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. 
Well, I think that's I think it covers the whole gambit there. What are, what are your final reactions on this beer? Do you still? I want a second one. It's the yeah, margarita it's, beer. It's a good one. It's it's pretty great. I didn't think it was going to be good. It's. I'm very surprised by it. It's it's one of those weird beer concepts that actually kind of works out well. So yeah, I uh, I highly suggest it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think other than that, I think we gave you guys some great feedback on what to and not to do on a first date. Uh, hopefully, you guys apply this in your personal lives, and hopefully, you come out with the one. You know, because that's all that's all anybody asks for is the one. <laughs> we want to get married and have a bunch of bunch of rugrats roaming around and just you know. <laughs> Just go on this journey called life. It's, it's a, the American dream. It's the American dream. All right, guys. We're going to go grab another margarita filled beer or muy importante beer. And we'll see you on the next show.